Welcome to our fifth episode of Dad and Daughter Read. Where we take turns reading classic stories. It's almost Christmas, and we've got something special planned for this episode, along with a special guest. As our gift to you, we have three Christmas tales. The first is a Christmas poem that many of us already know. Its authorship is often attributed to Clement Clark Moore. The second is a short story by M.A. Haley titled Santa Claus Does Not Forget. And the last is a lesser-known anonymous poem titled The Night After Christmas, which should remind us to enjoy all the Christmas festivities, but maybe not overdo it. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. And this is Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the lustre of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkle I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, of a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his slates to his team, gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of the thistle but i heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight happy christmas to all and to all a good night santa claus does not forget birdie was a very good boy he was kind obedient truthful and unselfish 
He had, however, one great fault. He always forgot. No matter how important the errand, his answer always was, I forgot. When he was sent with a note to the dressmaker, his mother would find the note in his pocket at night. If he was sent to the store in a great hurry to get something for tea, he would return late without the article asked for, but with his usual answer. I forgot. His father and mother talked the matter over and decided that something must be done to make the little boy remember. Christmas was near, and Bertie was busy making out a list of things which Santa Claus was to bring him. Santa Claus may forget some of those things, said his mother. He cannot, replied Bertie. Watch your plate, put a and draw a violin and other things in this paper. Then when Santa Claus goes to my stocking, he will find the list. He can see it, he can put the things in. As fast as he leaves. Christmas morning came, and Bertie was up at dawn to see what was in his stocking. His mother kept away from him as long as she could, for she knew what Santa Claus had done. Finally, she heard Bertie coming with slow steps to her room. Slowly, he opened the door and came towards her. He held in his hand a list very much longer than the one he had made out. He put it in his mother's hand while tears of disappointment fell from his eyes. Do you want Santa Claus a laugh for me? I think he might have gave me one thing more. His mother opened the roll. It was a list of all the errands Bertie had been asked to do for six months, everything that he had forgotten. At the end of the whole list in large capital letters was written, I forgot. Bertie wept for an hour. Then his mother told him they were all going to Grandpa's, and perhaps there might be something for him there. It was very strange to Bertie, but under Grandpa's tree he found everything he had written on his Christmas list. Was he cured of his bad habit? Not all at once. But when his mother saw that he was particularly heedless, she would say, Remember, Santa Claus does not forget. The Night After Christmas "'Twas the night after Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring excepting a mouse. The stockings were flung in haste over the chair, for hopes of St. Nicholas were no longer there. The children were restlessly tossing in bed, for the pie and the candy were heavy as lead, while Mama in her kerchief and I in my gown had just made up our minds that we would not lie down." When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my chair to see what was the matter. Away to the window I went with a dash, flung open the shutter and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of noonday to objects below, when what to my long anxious eyes should appear but a horse and a sleigh, both old-fashioned and queer. With a little old driver so solemn and slow, I knew at a glance it must be Dr. Bro. I drew in my head and was turning around when upstairs came the doctor with scarcely a sound. He wore a thick overcoat made long ago, and the beard on his chin was white with the snow. He spoke a few words and went straight to his work. He felt all the pulses, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, with a nod of his head to the chimney he goes. A spoonful of oil, ma'am, if you have 
it handy. No nuts and no raisins, no pies and no candy. These tender young stomachs cannot well digest. All the sweets that they get, toys and books are the best. But I know my advice will not find many friends, for the custom of Christmas the other way tends. The fathers and mothers in Santa Claus too, exceedingly blind. Well, a good night to you. And I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight. These feastings and candies make Doctor Bills right. Thanks for listening to our special Christmas edition of Dad and Daughter. It's fun. Read. We hope you have a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. Our theme music now is by Komiku, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. You can find more stories like this one by visiting Gutenberg.org or your local library. If you enjoyed our story time today, then we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on iTunes or say hi over on Twitter at ReadOnPodcast. We'll have a brand new story soon. Until then, find yourself a good story and read on.